Hey, Trey family. Welcome to the Trey Ministries devotional podcast. Today I'm with Ian Rinkin, and he is the creator of our Trey Ministries devotional. My name is Alexandra Peterson. And I'm Isabel Maslowski. Let's dig in. Well, hello, Ian. Welcome back to week three. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So this week we're talking about escaping normal for noble. Uh, What was your inspiration for this one? Yeah, so escaping uh, normal for noble. I really just got this, I guess, feeling in our culture that everyone strives to be normal in some way. So it's like, I want to fit into this crowd. I want to go do this thing because people will perceive me as like a part of a collective or um, just like this idea that we need to be accepted as like this cool person or this nice person or whatever it might be. Like we have this preconceived notion that normal is good and I'm challenging people that normal is not good, but noble is. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where the inspiration came from was like, being noble means standing out for something that's greater than yourself. Mm. That was my next question. I was going to say, what's your definition of noble? But yeah, I feel like often in society we try to do like a pack formation. Um, I feel like a good example is this middle school girls, and I'm bashing myself because I was a middle school girl, but we all dress the same. We all look the same. We love twinning. Yep. Um, if I could wear the same outfit as my three best friends, I would. Right. And that like pressure to be normal middle yep. school we learn about all those pressures yep. um so i think that's just a really relevant issue that we all face because we all want to be accepted yeah and if your friend shopped at hollister you shopped at hollister and <laughs> Amen. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a word that's really continued to change for me the word nor- normal over like the seasons of life yeah. like you're talking about middle school high school college and it's a word that I think I can finally say no longer serves me. Right. But it took a long time for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, high school, it was like, how do I be more normal? Like, that was the goal. So right. be normal. Absolutely. <laughs> In right. college, it was kind of like that whole new identity of like, what is normal? Do I want to be normal? Right. And now now I can like say, that's like the exact opposite of what I want to be. Right. <laughs> right. Growing up, you always thought the opposite of normal was weird. You know what I mean? No one wanted to be weird. But Mm, as you get older, you realize, like, there's way more to not being normal than just being weird. Like, Mm -hmm. it's being who you are authentically. So, And if we really think about it, the people who really make the biggest difference and the biggest change are the weird ones. Right. If we want to say that. But it's true. Being different actually creates the greatest change. And if we're talking about being noble, if you're the weird one and not doing what the pact is you're probably spreading God's word most. Exactly. Yeah, you're living who God has called you to be, not who God has called everyone around you to be. Right, yeah. And we're all called to do something so different. Right, exactly. How do you find or encourage people to be more noble in their life? Like, what's ways that people can, yeah. like, escape the normal, normalizing pressures and face and become more noble? Right. So I think it... It's mostly focusing on God's purpose for your life. Um, as stated in previous devotionals, like people want to give us our purpose, but God has already given it to us. So why spend your time focusing on like trying to fit in or trying to wear the right clothes or trying to be in the right clubs or trying to be good at certain sports to fit in? Instead, focus on what God has gifted you in and be noble in the fact that God has gifted you to be different and then go from there. So um, 
oftentimes in like workplaces, we want to fit into the mold. So in our, or even in college, we want to like go to class, do well, like get along with our peers and pretty much do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's normal. That's not very noble at all because you're not doing anything to make a change. But if you're trading normal for noble, you're living the life that God has expected you to live and also living it in a way that others notice. So uh, you might not openly talk about your faith, but the way that you interact with those around you could impact someone greater than you could imagine. And, and that's what's noble. Mm, I like that. Because sometimes it's scary to talk about your faith. And there's many ways to spread your faith without just verbalizing it. That is definitely one way you can do it. But right. living a more noble life or just the way you act and treat other people is powerful in right. itself. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this word noble, um, I mean, you have to be really bold to be noble. Mm. And so to start, like you're saying, in those smaller areas that you can show that nobleness, like that boldness will just continue to grow. I don't think it's an easy thing to be noble instead of normal, but I think it's something that we can all work on. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You use Romans 12, 12. Mm -hmm. How did you pinpoint this verse in this so this is, yeah, this is a verse I held on to pretty tightly at the beginning of my faith. Mm-hmm. So um, my whole life had been trying to, I've been trying to be accepted or be proficient or be successful at certain things. And um, the, that was just really worldly thinking. Um, and God really renewed my mind in that, in the sense that success doesn't look like what I think it looks like, or um, like conformity doesn't necessarily mean uh, progress by any means. So Romans 12, 12, it says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect will. So when we are able to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the renewing of our thoughts on how things work, what the world is like, how others perceive us, when we can think completely different on that, that's when we can enter into God's perfect and pleasing will. So that's why I chose that verse, just because... I think the renewing of your mind is something that, you know, people often try to think their way through situations mm-hmm. and we think we can do it on our own power and just like consult God on the side and be like, yo, like I need help in this area, but like I got this part. Yeah. Don't touch that area. Right. No, no, no. So when we completely renew our mind, we realize that God's will is better than our will. And then we're able to submit to that and be who God has called us to be. That's pretty cool. So... When you were finding your, like, calling, this might be a vulnerable question, but how many times did you fail? Like, did you find on the first time around? I'm still failing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of people need to hear that because you don't find your talent. No. And or you your calling, I guess, right away. Right, and your calling can change. I mean, like, my calling is still the same to love God and love others. Mm-hmm. And it will be that no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing. Um, but... At the end of the day, God has called me to make an impact for his kingdom and not my own. So I think that's something I have to keep in mind as I own a business, as I pastor people, all these things. Like, this isn't my kingdom. So, like, even the business that I do, like, it needs to be God-centered. Otherwise, like, it's not honoring to him and it's just selfish. Um, And that's a hard pill to swallow at times because we think, oh, yeah, God wants us to be successful. And like I said before, success doesn't look like what we think it does. Mm -hmm. Success is doing the will of the Father. And that... At the end of the day, that might not mean being rich, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it might mean making an impact on hundreds of people instead. And I feel like talking about 
doing what's God-centered in your business might be the noble path instead of the normal path mm-hmm. where we're all taught to be normal and chase after the dollar sign sometimes. Right. Like there have been clients that have wanted to work with me that I just couldn't because uh, we had different convictions in different areas mm-hmm. and I had to honor God with that. And I lost money because of it, but it wasn't because like I made the decision out of like a money decision or a time decision. It was just, I, God convicted me that I, that they just weren't the right client for me and that we, our beliefs didn't align as well as they maybe should have. So I chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just an example of being noble and everyone can learn from that in some sense, whether you're in school or um, working, there are decisions you'll make day by day that are different than what the world would expect of you. And that's mm-hmm. when they'll start to notice. Yeah, I think that's pretty powerful. It's when you make those small changes along the way, you can make the biggest difference in the end. All right, and people take note. Like, why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. You know, like <laughs> most business owners are itching for cash and then all of a sudden a Christian business owner den- denies a client because of a conviction and the world looks at them and says, wow, what's different about them? You know, like, why would they do that? That's not in their best interest, but um, if they just got to know the story, they would realize that it really is. I mean, I, sitting here just thinking about stories that I can relate to um, where it felt really hard to be different, but now that you say it, it really just stands out that it was more of a noble decision and even back to high school. And I just kind of challenge everyone to sit and think about maybe some of those instances that are still weighing heavy on you. Maybe it was like walking out of a friendship or leaving a job or choosing a different major, whatever that might be, um, where you still don't know if it was the right decision, but because of maybe some of the pressures that were falling on you, you know that it was the noble decision. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of instances now that we talk about this that I can look back on and say, okay, that was the noble decision. But I just challenge everyone to kind of think of what some of those things in their life might have been and how they can change it and view it as something that was noble and for Christ. For sure. Yeah. And those decisions aren't going to be easy or always short-term beneficial. And um, having confidence that you're making the right decision still uh, is going to be huge to, I guess, following God's will for your life. Because sometimes it won't feel good right away. And that kind of stinks. But God's got it in the end. And we just need to trust that. So. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So this is week three on Train Ministries' website, Escaping Normal for Noble. And there's some discussion questions if you guys want to go over the rest of this um, escape devotional that just kind of talk about what you learned throughout this series and what you can reflect on. Um, The first one is, what does normal look like to you in this time? How can you change your normal to realign with God's calling? And what are you escaping from, and are you using this to run to Jesus? So just some things to think over as you reflect on this devotional. Otherwise, we will start talking about Devotion 2 next time, which is Equip. Yes, so excited. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, guys. Thank you.